episode 36 of Carlene's Anime Corner, a St. John's County Public Library podcast. And it is March once again, so we are going to do our March Manga Madness 2 because we are going to bring you a whole bunch of short reviews of different manga. And um, I went to the beat of a different drum and I did a Korean webtoon because yeah. I could. A little, little <laughs> different this time. A little different. But I have Zoe here with me for the introduction, and she and I are going to talk about our manga and my manhua. I think it's man, manhua. Manhua. It's like Pokemon, manhua. Manhua. Anyway, Korean comic. Then you'll probably hear, of course, like last year, the Little Chimes and various other library staff giving me their short reviews of their manga. Do you read a lot of manga, or is this not a regular thing for you? It depends on how available a lot of it is, because I'm usually limited to what's, at, what's you can find at the library or what I can find online. A lot of times it's online, it's not that legal, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have to admit, uh, the library, I'm the one who buys some of it for the library. Some of the branches buy their own manga series using um, different sources, but I, um, I have to admit, I don't buy a whole ton of it with my graphic novel budget because it takes up a lot of space and there's just so much of it. It's hard to pick the series to get. Yeah, there's like so many volumes of, of like mm-hmm. really long series, even not that long one that's split into like 15 well, volumes. Well, I've been wanting to get Haikyuu for our library because it looks like a really good series with the volleyball. It's got a very popular, so, it's got a very big fan base. Yeah, and a very big fan base, but I haven't been able to find a library that has room for 30 some volumes <laughs> on their show. Yeah, the thing about manga is they like to split up into a lot of volumes instead of just like one big compilation because it's a lot of pages, a lot mm-hmm. of stories, just a lot of stuff. Yeah, which is great or if you're really into the story, but yeah. Now, there are shorter manga series because there's like Cells at Work, which is only six volumes. I like that one. That is a fun one. It's really cute. Um, and that one we do have at our library. Now, just to let everybody know, everything we're reviewing right now is going to be available th- at, for checkout through our library. So it will be in our catalog if you want to put it on hold or, you know, check it out. It might be spread out across several branches because our manga series tend to float everywhere. (laughs) So volume one might be in one area of the county and volume two might be on the opposite side. You might need to do quite a bit of interlibrary loaning. Well, not interlibrary loaning because that's from different library systems, which you can do that too. I know... Once I tried to get a volume from an, a volume from Assassination Classroom that uh, for some reason I could not find at our library for a bit, so mm-hmm. I had to get it from like somewhere in like Gainesville or something. Uh, probably Alachua County Library. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do the interlibrary loans too, and I have actually interlibrary loaned in from other libraries throughout the state volumes of a manga series that I'm interested in reading. Uh, we have some of Ranma one half, but not all of it. So I ILL'd a few volumes in to check it out and, and stuff. So that's a little bit about manga in our library and why we don't have it all, but we try to have a good selection. We try our best. Yeah, a little bit of shonen, a little bit of shoujo, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of drama, a little bit of everything. A little bit of historical drama. Yeah. Combinations of the four. Yeah. Zoe, which manga did you decide to read for this? So it- I picked one that I've actually been looking at for a while now. It, it, it released, I think, in 2020. It's a fairly new it's pretty one. pretty recent. It's called Sakamoto Days by <laughs> Yuto Suzuki. And it's certainly something. So what's it about? 
the, I, I said this before to you off camera. I mean, off microphone? How do you say this? Off so, mic. Off mic. It's basically a combination between Spy Family and Way of the House Husband. That's like the best way I can describe it. It follows our boy, uh, Sakamoto. I don't remember what his first name is. Then I really, Taro Sakamoto, that's what it is. He was basically the greatest hitman of all time. Not even in just Japan, just everywhere. And he was really good. And he was like, pretty much everyone feared him. Until he one day, he fell in love with a girl who worked at a convenience store. And he got married. He retired. He had a baby. Her name's Haru. She's adorable. She's in kindergarten. <laughs> and he basically just retired to run a convenience store with his wife and daughter. I love the picture of him on the cover because he's like round and fat yeah, and balding. Because and... if you look at the first picture, he's really skinny and cool and epic. But then if you look at the cover, he, he definitely got a little fat. Yeah, and he's he got keep, the, he's got a little tiny little gray mustache, little tiny gray mustache, a very round chin. That is actually the subject of a lot of visual jokes. Like you'll see him in like a he'll get in like one of those roller coaster seats where the harness comes over your head, and his his face will be like bunched up because <laughs> of his neck because of all of his neck fat. Yeah, but, and I, see, I I love the way on the cover though they have him holding a cup of instant noodles and a uh, and a and gun. It's <laughs> like convenience but, store assassin. <laughs> but basically, he he literally just he just retired until he finds out that somebody put a a, a bounty on his head for one billion yen, which is a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> and he ends up he run hands up he uh, ends up having to fend off a whole bunch of assassins just going after his head his convenience store. And he, he ends up meeting up with an old colleague, a couple old colleagues of his who are kind of, you know, they got high opinions of him because, you know, he was the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And one of them, Shin, is a clairvoyant. He can read minds. Oh, they, so this is where the spy family aspect yeah, comes in. He's a, he's, a, he's a little blonde kid. He's, a, he's in his late mid-20s, I think. He used to work with him for a bit, and he did initially get sent to try and kill him, but after he failed, like, twice, he was like, you know what? Nah. <laughs> and he also saw how nice his wife and kid were. and was like, you know what? I'm going to help you protect them. And he's, he's really nice. He can read minds, so it's very helpful to uh, keeping his family safe and stuff. And he's also kind of dumb. He's also kind of... He's like the... <laughs> he's the very... He's like the kind of character who, like, is constantly, like, going, like, whoa, you could do that, Mr. Sakamoto? That kind of character. Okay. He's very eager. So I was going to ask you um, if you enjoyed Volume 1 enough to read more of the series, but since you walked up and told me, yeah, I actually read two volumes, I'm going to take that as a yes. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot happens in Volume 1, so I had to, like, kind of go, go forward, and it left on a pretty bad cliffhanger. But also, there's a third character that I want to mention that I forgot to. I'm going to try my best to say her name because she is Chinese. <laughs> uh, Lu Xiaotong. She's the daughter of a triad family of uh, these really crazy, like, Tai Chi, rich Tai Chi masters. <laughs> and she initially runs into them while Sakamoto and uh, Shin are shopping for fried pork buns. <laughs> and she crushes their fried pork bun bag while being chased by these horrifying hitmen dudes who, like, cut people's heads off and sketch them for fun because they, they they do that because <laughs> it's just and because of course, it's a manga with assassins because why not and she's 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 just kind of going along with it she ends up because the thing is both her and shin end up accidentally working at the convenience store as well did you have a, what did you think of the art because that's an important part of manga. oh the art looks really good like the action is great i love the facial expressions <laughs> I love the various ways that the author likes to draw um, Sakamoto because his face is generally expressionless, but you can just tell how he's feeling and like the slight, slight, minute changes. And there's a lot of visual gags involving like his like neck fat and stuff. 
There's a there's a really great visual gag where when he gets really into a fight scene, he loses all of his weight and becomes like skinny and hot and stuff. Then the next page, he eats like one thing and he gets immediately gains it all back. <laughs> and he's just yeah, the art is really really good, and it's like the, the best part of the expressions, really, to be honest. But it's like there are times where it's really simplistic and then really 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 detailed. Well, I went ahead and I read. <laughs> I cheated. A little bit. It's still uh, it's not still, American. It's still Asian comics. It's not American <laughs> it's or not American. British or anything like that. But I read a manhwa. Yen Press this year, or actually end of last year, because I think these all came out in December. They started a new subset of their publication company called Izay Press, in which they were going to concentrate on Korean web comics. And this is one of the titles from that series. And it's called Villains Are Destined to Die. and uh, Pretty hardcore title. Pretty hardcore title. So pretty much what happens is this girl's playing an Otome game, which pretty much dating game type idea. And she plays it all the way through as the hero character. And she's like, this game is really good. It's surprisingly addictive, so on and so forth. She decides and she discovers there's a hard mode, which is playing as the villain character, which is, you know, the one that makes the heroine's health uh, heroine's life really terrible, tries to get between her and her love interests and all this stuff, and usually dies in the end because uh, she's just a terrible person. Well, as she she's constantly she's playing as the villain and she keeps dying in the game over and over and over again, and she never actually finishes the villain's storyline. Well, she falls asleep and she wakes up and finds out she is now the villain in the game. Oh, no. And she is freaked out because she knows every path she has tried, she dies. Oh, and she's no. sitting there. And and the worst thing is when she first starts playing, she can only do like game dialogue. Like she gets this choice, say this, A or B. And she can't do any nuance between the two or anything. And she's like, this game is trying to kill me. It's trying to kill me. And so she remembers a cheat mode and she tries it out where she finally manages to unlock being able to freely speak. So her chances of survival do go up quite a bit. One of the things I really kind of liked about this series is that, or at least this one book, is that the main character, the um, the girl who plays the villain, she, the the family dynamics that she comes into are fascinating. And they quickly show you that, yes, the character that she has taken over has some terrible attitudes and stuff like that. But as you're reading, you discover why. And it's kind of like, okay, now I understand why she's kind of twisted and weird and um, so on. But what's really was kind of fascinating is that apparently there were a lot of similarities between the girl, the character's life and the girl who took over her life. There were a lot of similarities. So, and I would say that's the one drawback to this as a, as reading it as a book versus online because there they're publishing like a chapter a day and or a chapter every week or something like that. They do a lot of callbacks, like flashbacks, which start feeling very repetitive at times. So which makes sense because it's, if it's an online thing, you're going to have mm-hmm. like people who haven't read it for like three weeks and want to yeah, catch up again. Yeah, and want to catch up on the next chapter. So, it, And as I said, that was mostly because I sat down and I read it all in one sitting. If I was reading it online, I probably wouldn't even have noticed it. But did you have any... I haven't actually read that much manhwa or Korean or Chinese. Well, I've ordered a couple for the library for us to try out. So Villains Are Destined to Die is one of the ones we've gotten. Um, we also got the Tomb Raider King, Ooh. which that's also a pretty cool one. 
But I, I have grown to really like the webtoons. There's something about the art style of them that I really like. Um, the artists are all slightly different. But this one is definitely done in a lot of pinks because the main character has very pink hair and really pretty aquamarine eyes. But and, like really sparkly eyes, too. Yeah, and very sparkly, which is very much that shoujo thing. It definitely looks like a shoujo anime. Um, but I also I really like the fact that they're already setting up like all kinds of, you know, maybe this person is evil, maybe they're not. What is the family dynamic? So it's a lot of family drama going on, too. Mm. And she meets the prince. And the prince nearly kills her because he's slightly insane oh no (laughs) and you're like okay but is he insane because everybody's making him be insane and is he actually really a nice guy and they're gonna get together and yeah that's how it kind of ends a little bit so i can't wait for the second volume to find out more about these characters because her stepbrothers because she's not officially a blood relative of her family which is part of her problems her stepbrothers um one of them always acts nice but she's like oh he's really cruel and i don't dare believe a word he says and the other one is really mean to her but he actually might be more on her side so it's kind of like yeah it's a lot of figuring out the relationship it's just a lot of just really complex rich people family dynamics i guess yes yes a lot of that which is also really similar to her real life so she's like pulling in her real life experience to survive the situation and try and get out of it without dying. Yay! <laughs> so, so now you and I are going to take a break and I'm going to drop in a bunch of my staff reviews here of people I've tracked down and hounded into reading a manga. <laughs> <laughs> so I am now here at a different time, different location, and with different people to talk about more manga. So Mr. Keith is here and Miss Alex, and they each read volume one of a manga, and we are now going to talk about it. And I did a bonus because I cheated last time and I actually read a Korean comic, so I'm going to go ahead and review a manga as well with them to make this a very full episode. So do you guys real quick want to tell me what you read for this? Yes, I read the uh, first volume of Keep Your Hands Off Aizuken. And what did you read, Miss Alex? I read the first volume of Spy Family. Oh, fun. <laughs> so both manga that have very, very, very popular anime mm-hmm. made from them. Yep. And I read one that doesn't have an anime but has a video game. I read the Animal Crossing Deserted Island Diary. <laughs> 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 Mr. Keith, what made you choose your manga? I had seen how popular the anime is. I'd seen memes. I've seen really funny video clips. I knew it was... Very popular, considered very, very funny, um, and I knew we had it in the library, so yes, I decided to check all, it out. Because my one requirement is all of these need to be yes. in our library. <laughs> yes, so I, uh, I, that's what that's what drew me to it initially. So, Tell us a little bit about the story or what you liked and didn't like. So the story is three high school girls uh, join forces to create an anime. Um <laughs> But what I liked about it, what I really liked, is it kind of has three different angles on the creative process. Because there's three girls. There's Asakusa. She's kind of the leader. She is, like, super energetic, super Mm -hmm. duper creative, but kind of lacks focus, lacks some vision. Um, Her friend is Kanemori, who is not into anime at all, (laughs) but is very much into money. And as you can probably guess, those two balance each other out really well. And then they recruit Misusaki, who is a rich influencer, another student, who 
is in a family of actors. Her parents want her to be an actor, but her dream is to do animation. So what I loved about this was that those three different kind of perspectives on anime and creativity come together and you get to watch them kind of bounce off each other in ways that are very funny usually, but also pretty interesting. Like, you know, Kanamori becomes basically the producer and in a lot of fiction, when there's producers, they're usually like greedy and money hungry, which she kind of is, but, <laughs> but, but she's there also to give them like perspective and give them kind of keep things on the track, you know? Yeah, I seem yeah. to remember that because Miss Alex and I watched the first three episodes yeah. of the anime a while ago, mm-hmm. and she was the one who was like, okay, enough daydreaming. It, we actually have to make something now. Exactly. <laughs> so the first, you know, I read the first volume, and this arc basically ends with them making kind of their pitch reel to the school council okay. to get funding. And she keeps them on track because their dream, you know, Asakusa is like, oh, my gosh, we can make this 10 minute short film and it's going to be awesome. And Kanemori is like, no, 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 we need to save money by like, you know, let's reuse this animation. Let's cut a frame here, cut a frame there, cut it down. And, you know, we don't need a story. We just kind of need a sizzle reel, you know, to get that money. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. And it's also yeah. not just with the the money versus animation thing, but the two approaches to animation. So Asakusa is more of like a designer. She loves like designing like tanks, spaceships. You know, she you you say the word tank, and she immediately envisions this thing with all like the specifications. You know, like mm-hmm. this many meters long. You know, this type of barrel. Blah blah blah. Wow. And Mizusaki loves animation, so she is not interested at all in these like crazy designs. She just wants to like she, draw people in motion. She's more interested in how they move. Exactly, motion is her thing. And what I love is the short film they end up making, you know, at the the climax of the first volume for their school council pitch combines both philosophies where it's this like crazy tank, this girl with a sword fighting a tank. But there's also time spent on the motion of the girl, you know, jumping through the air and it's very like physical. Um, So they kind of both they meet halfway where it's got these impressive, you know, sci fi designs, but this elegant kind of animation so Uh, so does the art of the graphic novel do a good job conveying their anime the anime it does but i also think this is why it was so popular as an anime because they're making an anime so i think it 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 would gain even more emotion from the visuals yeah in animated motion so i i can see why it made such an easy transition to animation for sure So, and on the cover there i noticed it has you know keep your hands off isaac and in big yellow letters and then it has the three girls yes and do, isaac, you, do you think the cover would cause people to know what the series is about no no <laughs> and honestly when i like when i saw the title and i knew it was popular this is the last thing i would have guessed it was about i thought maybe <laughs> isaac was like the name of one of the girls and they're like being protective of her or something but isaac is the name of their club because what's funny is you know, there's already an anime club at their school, mm-hmm. and they're the Misusaki's um, parents forbid her from entering the club. Oh, so, so they're they like, to... we need to make a new club. So they call it Aizuken, which um, they don't directly translate, but it's like I think it's like film. It's basically like film club or like motion picture club. And their theory is, all right, we'll make a new club. We don't have to tell them we're making anime. We can say it's film club. I mean, they don't have to know it's an anime. <laughs> so that's how they kind of get around okay. it and get funding where they're like, all right, yeah, it's motion picture club. Like So So um, if you were going to recommend this to someone, what kind of what kind of keywords would you use to get them? I would to say read anyone it? who's interested in art or specifically the creative process, because it's very 
it's it's you know it's a comedy there's like zero drama but it's very truthful about what goes into making something like sometimes okay. you have to make compromises you have to make sacrifices your original vision isn't always what's going to end up on the screen which as they call it in the film business it gets on the cutting room exactly floor. <laughs> exactly so it, it it keeps you know a really funny lighthearted tone but i do think it has interesting things to say about what it means to create something and to make art so i would say anyone okay. who's interested in in the creative process whether it's anime manga anything you know it's, right. it's very well, interesting and- Miss Alex and I would definitely recommend the anime. Oh, yeah. Yes, I plan, so I plan on watching it next. Yeah. Yeah. So. The episode I stopped watching on, because it's one of those series I really need to pick up again, they had just unearthed all this old animation equipment, and they were going through how anime used to be made by hand. Really? And I was okay. like, oh, I am so into this, because I love watching old, old animated yeah. stuff being made. So, yeah, I think they so. actually, um, one of the first things they animate is they find old, like, 70s drawing equipment and there's this windmill and they're like well you know what this isn't quite right yeah and so they, that was the last episode they, they kind of add on their twists to the windmill and yeah. that just starts them on their on their journey so oh, wow. it was very cool i really recommend it love that. great yeah. so yeah. um miss alex yours is also based on a very um popular anime which just got a second season fairly recently oh. yeah well, i need to watch that i've been waiting for it's it to so get good finished. yeah i know yeah. <laughs> yes. oh. Oh, yeah. okay. yes. If you ever have a chance to watch this anime, I highly recommend it. You yes, would enjoy it. I've I would like the, to. I watched the whole first season in two days. That's, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I couldn't stop watching. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, so funny. you watched, you um, read Spy Family. Mm-hmm. And so what did you think of the story and the uh, artwork of this? So I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't know much about it going in um, since you're kind of my go-to for, for <laughs> yeah, picking you, you asked out. me for a manga to read, and I was like, here. Yes, yes. Because well, you know what I like, and you know what I'm into, and you just do an amazing job picking out things for me to read, so I really enjoy it. Um, it's like I have my own personal um, like assistant picking out manga for me. Um, so Spy Family was a little, like, over the top in some ways. <laughs> yep. It was funny. It was adorable, especially the little girl. Yes. Um, and I really enjoyed the artwork as well. Um, the panels are all really different from page to page. Um, and I don't know. It, it does a good job of, um, of showing the drama and the motion. Um, because, so long story short, there's um there's a spy, there's an assassin, and there's a telepath, um <laughs> and they form over the course of the an- of the manga like this little family, and they're mm-hmm. weird and <laughs> it's a little dysfunctional. Um, I, I think but they work. From watching the anime, I think the least weird one is probably the spy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> yes. kind of a straight man compared yeah. to the yes. other two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's got like. His struggles, his internal <laughs> struggles as a spy and being very serious. And uh, <laughs> I love uh, the little girl, especially her name is Anya and she is the telepath. So she's just this little girl interpreting all of the thoughts of these adults around her and <laughs> just the things that happen as a result. So I just I think it's hilarious that they end up having to form this family, each of them for their own reasons and they just work. <laughs> yeah. So was there, if you were browsing for this on the shelf, was there mm-hmm. anything about the cover that would have grabbed you at all? or um, Not necessarily, because the cover is a little bit 
boring to be honest it's <laughs> it's, it's very monochromatic it is, it is. Like, it, it almost looks, looks serious too yes. like you would think it's a drama almost exactly from, from yeah, i did yeah. hear the second season of the anime gets more serious so okay. maybe a little, maybe a it's headed bit. that drama way yeah. but yeah that okay. is a very serious cover yeah and like it's so it's called spy family but there's just the one spy the twilight um on the cover it of it he's sitting in a very like serious like <laughs> office chair or something with a newspaper and that's pretty much it in angry serious eyes yeah, yeah. he's holding yeah, a gun right. and he's yeah, just very intense really yeah. the only mm-hmm. color in the whole thing is he has a dark red tie on yeah but the rest of it's like this bluish green black mm-hmm. gray it all just so. kind of goes and yeah there's nothing that would jump out at me if i were looking at it on the shelf um, but I'm glad I ended up reading it because <laughs> the inside is very different from the cover. Like I, I find it fascinating sometimes what they choose to put on the covers of manga, yeah. which is why I'm kind of focusing on that a little bit mm-hmm. because that's what gets people to pick it up. Yeah. yeah. But, and, uh, and you're right. Spy Family, it looks like a very serious, like... You're going in for spies. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not what this is about. No. I mean, no, there, there is some yeah. spy stuff in it, yes, but... It's more about the, the, the them, family, the family yeah. dynamics, how they come together, yeah, and yeah. all of that. So, and there's action. Oh I yeah, en- <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the action, um, but it, it's just not at all represented on the cover, um, which is kind of sad because we definitely do judge a book by its cover. Yeah, it, it's that's one of the reasons why a lot of the classics, like literature from when I was oh, yeah. a kid, they're being republished with completely different covers yeah. now. Yeah, to get a new audience, and which, I understand that. Yeah, which I have to admit, a part of me is like, oh, I missed the old cover, but then there's a part of me that's like, yeah, but it looks like a brand new book now, so exactly. somebody will actually check it out. Yeah, it's hopefully more enticing to yeah. younger people. Because the 80s aesthetic is not oh, gosh. the 2010s aesthetic. No. <laughs> oh, the 80s. Um, do you have any other thoughts or comments? Like, what kind of person do you think would enjoy reading this? Um, um, I Honestly, I think a wide range um, of people would probably enjoy Spy Family um, because you've got, like, you've got that spy element. You've got the female assassin. Um, it's got the, like, kind of cutesy little girl dynamic in mm-hmm. there, too. Some of it is kind of silly. Um, like, the they have to go to this school to to get the little girl into it as a part of the spy's mission. Um and one of the he's not the headmaster, but one of the um Oh, the board who's like a yeah, student. Exactly. He Yeah, I remember him. He's a little crazy. Yeah, he's so <laughs> over the top and obsessed with like elegance. Elegante. And it's hilarious. <laughs> so um I think there's like a couple different genres kind of smooshed together in there there's um, even a little bit of um because i i've read most of the first volume i would say there's even a little bit of romance yeah there too, there is, which is fun sure. yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's not all about it but like i i don't read a lot of manga in my spare time and i don't know i'm not super into like the sci-fi or anything but i loved this book yeah um, well, part of what I loved about Spy Family, the anime and the manga, mm-hmm. is the setting because it's a pseudo-Cold War. Yeah. But they don't focus on the politics. You're still not sure exactly why these two countries are at odds. Exactly. It's kind of just kind of um, happening in the background. Yeah. And yeah. you get a little glimpses of it. And that's why he's um, that's why he's on his mission. But, mm-hmm. I yeah, I really liked it. Definitely recommend cool. to a lot of people. Well, I read... Um, 
We, I literally saw this on the uh, incoming new books cart like two <laughs> days ago, and I was like, I want to review this. Because originally I couldn't because the library didn't own it, but we now, oh, now own we it. I have the Animal Crossing Deserted Diaries, the official manga for the mega hit game as the subtitle oh, goes goodness. on the back. <laughs> so this is what I would call a gag manga because oh, really? each chapter is like a short little snippet that's like some kind of gag thing. But what it is, is Tom Nook gets these four kids on his island. <laughs> they are terrible people. Oh, no. So are they, are they supposed to be like players of the yeah, game? Yeah, they're like the of? players yeah. of the game. But um, I wish I had written down all their names. But you have pretty much like the Instagram money princess um, girl. Influencer type. Influencer yeah. type who shows up and she's like, what do you mean? This is a deserted island. She has a temper tantrum because her first thing is she wants a dinner at a fancy hotel and there's nothing. There's here. nothing on the island. Yeah. <laughs> then you have the kid that's like always asleep. But he talks through snot bubbles. Okay. And, like, there's one panel where they're swimming, and he, like, creates a lifesaver out of a snot bubble. And Tom Nook is just freaking. I would would freak, too. What I love is this entire thing is Tom Nook freaking out about these guys. Okay, so they make Tom Nook kind of the central character. He's, like, the straight man to everybody's, like, craziness. Okay, that sounds cute. awesome. Mm -hmm. Um. And then you have uh, the one kid who's like the scholar kid because okay. he shows up on the island and he's carrying a dictionary, but he's still kind of stupid. <laughs> Just going to say. He's so he's got like stupid. school smarts, but he doesn't necessarily have common sense. Exactly, yeah, yeah, book yeah. smart. Mm-hmm. And then you just have the crazy kid who just runs around like everywhere doing craziness and he eats everything and yeah it's just it's it's just hysterically funny. Is Tom Nook as money obsessed as he is in the game? Is he like Asking them to pay their debt. He's just trying to get them to actually build the island like they're supposed to. Priority one. Because he gets just, they're just like, they're all insane. They're just, all these kids are completely insane. (laughs) It's like herding cats. Yeah. Well, I love the chapter when Blather shows up and they're like, we need to make a museum for our island. Because I love the museum building part in the game. A lot of this is very directly I was going to say, are they drawing characters and Yeah, they're bringing in Animal Crossing characters. Like, you meet Blathers. You meet all these guys. K.K. Slider, is he in it? I have not yet met K.K. Slider. But you do meet the albatross who's constantly in distress. There's an entire chapter dealing with him and he just shows up everywhere saying distress <laughs> <laughs> he's so adorable it's like he floats by on the cloud they're like they find him on the beach and then he disappears and he, they look up and he's on a cloud floating by going distress <laughs> so it, there's a lot of humor to this they like shake him out of a tree and he goes distress <laughs> <laughs> is this fairly new this manga or i um when did it come out i think it came out Fairly close to the actual game. Because I know Animal Crossing blew up in a big way during COVID. So yeah. I was wondering if maybe they, you know, well, see, capitalized on that to, to start this. So the copyright date, according to the book, is 2021. Okay, so yeah. it, it was after the, the game. The first printing yeah. what, in the United States, at least, was September 2021. Okay, so that was like a so, year a year after the game. But I think yeah. it might have come out in Japan a little Probably, bit earlier. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it might have released in Japan right around the same time as the game. Okay. It just took a while for it to come here. But um, So one of my favorite parts of this, actually, is when they're building the museum. 
Blathers is like, we need items for display. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, great. And they go running. And they don't bother to ask Blathers what he wants or what he he needs. And one kid shows up with like his one-month-old dirty underwear. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has that kind of humor in it. (laughs) Uh, Another kid just shows up like, oh, what else did he... They showed up with like, oh, a random picture... The um the money princess is to, uh, per- pick person shows up with a picture of her and all her servants. Oh goodness! Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, and uh, the uh, scholar dude who always is wearing like the graduation hat, mm-hmm. he shows up with a clump of eraser shavings from his study time. Oh, it's just like all this weird stuff. But Things they think are important. Apparently, yeah. the island character Raymond. I've never met him in the actual game, but in this manga, they show him as being like the most narcissist character on earth. He shows up with a display of all these different statues of him. Of himself. Wow. And then one of them, he actually paints himself gold, and he's, like, holding a rose oh and stuff. Oh, my And goodness. so, yeah. Wow. And Blathers and Tom Nook have a meltdown. <laughs> Oh, so, so you'd recommend this though to fans of the game? It seems Definitely. like there's a lot of in jokes. There's for a lot of in jokes. Game so players wouldn't. Would I, know, I think yeah. some of the humor. I think if you haven't played Animal Crossing, you would still get to a yeah. certain extent, just okay. because it's crazy antics. And Tom Nook, you know, he, they do the traditional like manga where his face goes all blurry. Okay. And he's like, ah! Yeah, yeah, anime so, style. Yeah. But and it and the art style is definitely very chibi. It's very game like. Okay. So you look like cutesy, kit, kinda, cutesy yeah. from the game. Mm-hmm. So if you're used to the game's art style, that's the way this was drawn in. What age group do you think it's intended for? I think it's probably intended for a bit younger mm-hmm. than um, I would say. I think we have it in our middle grade collection, we do, and yeah. I would say that's yeah. probably a good place for it. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, but I think anybody who's played the game would probably enjoy a lot okay. of the in jokes, particularly since they um, the second half of the book is literally what they call player tips. Oh, really? And there's like little guides to different characters. Aww. Oh, and interesting. And what's cool is they actually do like a real picture for, of it from the game. Okay, the game. And, character. But then they have like a little four panel gag comic about With that them. Character. So it's still okay. kind of fun and so interesting. They're, they're definitely, though, seem to be targeting people who either have played the game or mm-hmm. want to play or the game. Or want to play mm-hmm. the game, definitely. Yeah. I would say this is a uh, definitely for Animal Crossing fans. Okay, to, which there are a lot of, a lot more of now than yeah. there were a few yes. years ago. Yes. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Although, I would say even a few years ago, going by the amount of begging I saw on the internet for when the Switch came out for an Animal Crossing game, <laughs> the, there's still a there. lot of fans out they were, there. They were out there. Yeah. Wow. So, well, cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and this one, the cover definitely says it all. Yes. yes. It, it shows... The bl- art style. It has yeah. all of the characters, like, Tom Nook, Tom Nook and yep. Blathers, and then the four characters you have that are supposed to build up the game. I see what you mean about the chibi mm-hmm. art yeah, style, yeah, like, with the faces, which is very yeah. similar to what you look the like game, in the game. Yeah, it's just a little bit style. more chibi fight, I mm-hmm. think, for yeah. them. I think that was a good touch. Yeah, because it definitely gives the cartoony aspect. Yeah, the mm-hmm. game oh yeah, was and there's never an entire realistic. chapter in the first volume of, of Wisp showing up and them like <laughs> freaking out because there's a ghost. A ghost. <laughs> cool. Cute. So. But yeah, um, here here's an example of Raymond in his gold painted gold with his rose. Oh my oh goodness! My. Yeah, that's that's an yeah. ego right there. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so that cute. is yeah, very cute. Thank you all for joining yeah, me to talk for about your me. manga. I'm glad you guys read them, and I'm glad you enjoyed them. I will I will keep reading it for sure. I like yeah. the volume mm-hmm. one enough. Definitely. Yeah, Isaacin is one of the manga that's been kind of on my eye to re- I need to read this list because I really did enjoy the anime and I mm. wanted to read. And when I enjoy the anime or something, I tend to hunt down the original, like mm-hmm. what they based it off of. And I think that the manga has continued past where the anime ended. I yeah, believe. unfortunately, yeah. a lot of time that happens. Yeah. They mm-hmm. only make like the first one, they two made or one three season. volumes yeah. into an anime and then 
if you want to know the rest of the story, go, go read, go read go like to the 30 library. more books. <laughs> go to the library. That's good. So, well, thank, again, thank you very much. Yeah. And bye. 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 Well, Zoe, thank you for joining me today to talk about manga and manhua. Glad to be here. <laughs> yep. And um, I'm glad you had a chance to check out Sakamoto Days, because I know it's been on your reading list. Yeah, I have been looking at it for a while. I just never got the chance, really. Well, I got the three newest volumes sitting at my desk, getting ready to be processed and sent out to the library. Ooh, I might pick those up. I think volume seven came out officially February 14th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very new. Yeah, so it's a fairly new series. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say to close this out? So with that, let's go ahead and call it a wrap. Thank you all for joining us. And if you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, please go ahead and email me at the email address in the show notes. And if you have a friend who would probably enjoy listening to us natter on about anime, manga, and nerdy things, go ahead and share our podcast with them. And with that, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. All right. Well, goodbye. Bye.